Hey everyone, welcome to Make the Pod by Talking. Uh, this is Takashi, and uh, today it's just me and Carlos. We're gonna revisit the question, or my question, the topic that of uh, liberals and conservatives. But uh, yeah, Carlos, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? I'm, I, I'm just gonna assume that this is like the first time people listening to this. Okay then. Yeah, no. Hi everybody. This is Carlos again. Yep, I'm uh, I'm a linguistics PhD. And uh, currently, I'm serving the role of adult education educator in the Fresno region. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of just start off with a basic question: uh, What has been your experience with um, liberals and conservatives? So yeah, like, so I feel like um, this distinction—it's—it's it's very, it's very tricky because. I think, like, as, as we've talked about before, Takashi, like, the distinction is very, it's, it's a very um, ambiguous distinction. The, what we might refer to as liberals and, and conservatives, I think it changes from generation to generation. I, I think maybe, you know, anyone who kind of studies political science, maybe they, they might, they might tell, tell us that. Um, what a liberal, what a, what a conservative was, um 20 years ago was probably someone that like voted for george w bush right you know uh it partic- in particular that would have been like a neoconservative but still like a conservative right and now we have conservatives are apparently trump supporters and, or people who support uh pre- you know the an ex-president who said a lot of like bad things about Bush, right? So Bush conservatives and Trump conservatives, even though we might call them both conservatives, they're, they're kind of different. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't really fully understand the difference myself. I know a little bit about it, but, but it's not something I've been able to completely wrap my head around because I think maybe it's something that's more pronounced. It's a difference that's more pronounced in other parts of the country, I think. Um, but yeah, like there, there's that, like, I think, I think what we call conservatives and liberals, like it changes a lot from year to year. Um, what I am more confident about is, uh, what I notice here in just my home area of the central Valley, the Fresno and Fresno, um, like a conservative, I like here, I think is just like, is kind of someone who usually, I think it's just someone who supports the Republican party. Um, I don't, there's, uh, in my family, we have, we have, um, I, we, I, in my family, there's definitely people that would identify either with like Republicans or Democrats. Uh, my mom, she, she's a Democrat. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my aunts are Democrats. A lot of, I mean, a lot of my, my mom's sisters, uh, and my mom's brothers, like my mom's blood relatives, they're sort of like Democrat. I remember. I remember going to like my grandma's house when I was little and they'd have a picture of uh, John F. Kennedy. Right. Because, uh, and John F. Kennedy being a Democrat, like, I guess that's, I guess I haven't really talked to my family, my older family about what the significance of like being a Democrat was to them. But clearly like there were Democrats in history that they really liked. Like, of course, you know, at least, you know, including John F. Kennedy for for some reason. Yeah, maybe maybe one of these days I'll ask them more about that. You know, why why John F. Kennedy? Like what was what was cool about him? 
uh, and in their time. I think I think he did do some something some good things for Central California. I just can't I can't put my finger on it at the time, but I think I've heard about that. Like he was good for Central California for some reason. Um, on the other side, uh, I also have family that would identify as Republicans. I have family that are uh, my dad's family in particular. So I'm not I'm not close to my dad's family because they're they're mo they were mostly in Los Angeles and I never really visited Los Angeles enough to like get to know them. But I do know that there were mainly like Republicans. Uh, one of my aunts, my, like my dad's sister, she's like a hardcore, she's like a hardcore Christian. Um, and I think she's like, I think she votes. Uh, I, I think a lot of the time her religion guides like what she votes for. Um, and my dad actually told me, my dad told me that um, his his parents, his parents a long a long time ago, back when they still lived in San Antonio, Texas, they were actually Republican activists. They were they did like uh, canvassing for the Repub like Republic the Republican Party in Texas in San Antonio. So they were actually like very, they were very like devoted Republicans actually. Like they were very active, yeah. Um, uh, what the reason for that was, I, I, I'm not sure, uh, cause I don't know much about like politics of like Texas at that time for, for Mexicans or Tejanos. I'm not really sure, but, but you know, they, they at least, that's at least evidence that they really strongly identified with the Repo Republican party. And then even on my mom's side of the family, um, my, uh, some of my uncles, they married women who were from Texas as well. And they're, they're Republicans as well. Um, that's, that's kind of what I noticed. Usually, so in my family, if someone's like from Texas or has like strong ties to Texas, they're going to be Republican. If they don't, if they're just like Californian, then they're Democrat. That's usually how it works. Like that's what I've noticed in my family. Um, but yeah, like it's very simple. The way that, the way that my, the way that um, my my family on my mom's side, uh, the way that you have Republican or how would I say this? My uncle's wives, they're the tech. So the Texans part of my family on my mom's side. Uh, what's I guess what's interesting about that is that. Um, well, more maybe not interesting, but it, they're really Texas. They're really Republicans for the same reasons. Like they're they're kind of they're not necessarily like hardcore Christians, but they do identify with Christianity. Like I'll see, like my my uh, my my Texan aunts. Uh, usually, they're more likely to post stuff about like Jesus and God or whatever. My cousins, who are my my cousins who are from that side of the family they're also more likely to post stuff that's like like very more christian oriented yeah so or i guess i could just say culturally christian yeah so they're they are more culturally christian and that i think guides their their um that guides their their voting patterns or just how they identify politically like in, as republicans um yeah, like I remember, I remember one of my cousins uh, posting, 
on Facebook about Trump and saying how he was going to bring back God back to the White House, right? Which is like this kind of cultural Christian cliche, um, you know. I and that's, but I, that that's kind of what was it, what it's about. At least, um, at least within my family, that's that's kind of what conservatism it conservatism is, conservatism. Yeah, conservative conservativism there we go i'm sorry that's what conservativism is and at least within my family um and uh well that's what that's what republican identity is within my family and i would say here in the central valley that's kind of what conservativism is yeah um it's basically it's basically like cultural christianity um whatever that is but it's something it's something that's very that i that's associated a lot with like Protestant religion, um, Jesus, you know, Christ iconography, things like that. Um, beyond my family, uh, there are people who I think are Trump supporters, but they're not necessarily conservatives. I think uh, um, in talking with uh, some friends of mine about like the Trump phenomenon and how that how it's different, like how Trump supporters are different from neoconservatives or bush republicans from before like uh there are there are people who i think are who are around here that um that definitely identify with trump and don't identify with like bush um and those people i feel like i i've i've i think i've met some of them and when I talk to them, like the reasons, I feel like the reasons why they voted for Trump, they're more, they're more reasonable. They're not, they're not necessarily accurate, but at least according to the logic, like in talking to them and like understanding the logic around like why they would vote for Trump, they are more, it, they do seem more reasonable. Um, there are things like, you know, like, you know, Trump is like, he's, you know, he's draining the swamp, right? He's kind of, attacking the politicians that, you know, have kind of demonized people, um, which is, you know, which is actually kind of true in a way, right? Like there's a lot of politicians uh, that don't like Trump, right? And so there's, 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 reason, and there's reasons for that, right? And I can kind of get that. Um, I've met people that say even that Trump, they made more money under Trump. That's something I've heard a lot, like a lot. Uh, my dad told me that, Trump has a lot of support in South Texas among Mexicans in South Texas because like there's a bunch of people there making more money now for whatever reason. That totally makes sense to me. Like I can't I can't say anything against that. Like oh if you're make, making more money, you know, Trump's doing these things that uh you know, he's he's kind of addressing certain uh things that weren't addressed before and kind of helping people in some some people in certain ways then, you know, I, I can't, that, that makes sense. That does make sense to me. Like, I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. So in short, like I, there's two people that I meet that are, um, well, I guess, I guess to sum, to sum up what I, what I've been talking about, like, um, I've noticed here, like, I've noticed more in my family, it's kind of just like Democrats and Republicans. And, um, there are there's two kinds of republicans now uh in my family i've only noticed like cultural cultural christian christian republicans uh and um 
usually when I think of conservatism, conservatism, that's 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 what I think of. Uh, but then, like Trump's kind of changed stuff now. I think since the election, and I've also noticed some Trump supporters who I wouldn't say are are conservatives. Like they're kind of ambiguous. Um, and when I talk to them, they, they they seem more reasonable about the reasons for voting Trump for vote for voting for Trump, right? Like minimally, like stuff like they make more money or whatever. And they're not they're not even like they're not cultural Christians. They're just like. I don't know people that make made more money yeah yeah no yeah i think it's kind of interesting the phenomenon because i've also heard people that supported bernie but then mm -hmm. when he lost the uh primaries um, they voted for trump um i've also heard of uh people that were supportive of trump in 2016 and the, but then like when bernie was coming up in the primaries they kind of shifted over to bernie but then once like bernie you know lost the primaries they went back to trump Though, I don't know, it, it's kind of a weird dynamic because Trump and uh, Bernie, I mean, because they're kind of on the opposing end. I, I don't know how much of their policies are like aligned necessarily. And I've also heard this with uh, people that supported Andrew Yang and like Tulsi Gabbard. Um, you know, like there were plenty of like former Trump supporters that wanted Andrew Yang or Tulsi Gabbard to win. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of interesting how like, one minute like someone could be in the republican and then next day they could be in the democrat camp you know depending on uh who's running for uh for the office so i don't know i just find that kind of interesting because i've met several people that wanted bernie to win but then ended up voting for trump since bernie didn't you know win the primaries this is this is what i think is happening because i i agree like i don't really understand like how people could support Bernie and Trump, Bernie and or Trump, support uh, Andrew Yang and or Trump. Like they could switch between. I don't. I don't understand how people can kind of switch between Bernie and Trump so quickly, Andrew Yang or Trump so quickly, Tulsi Gabbard or Trump so quickly. Um, that doesn't make sense to me, uh, unless, unless like I think I think I think what's happening is that some these people who 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 switch between those candidates, I think what they, I think they're, they're, um, I think what they're attracted to is the, is the platform of those candidates on the democratic side who are sort of like outliers, really, like, especially Tulsi Gabbard, like a lot of mainstream Democrats hate Tulsi Gabbard. Um, uh, like figures like Hillary Clinton have been really good at demonizing Tulsi Gabbard, kind of like calling, like, you know, calling her a Russian asset and making her less attractive to people who would just, you know, who just kind of want to identify with like the Democrat part, Democratic Party, I guess. Um, so um, I think I think these Trumps, these sort of Trump supporters who are attracted to those candidates, I think those candidates, I think their beliefs are more in line with those candidates, but they're also attracted to Trump just because of the way that Trump sort of Trump kind of um, um, makes himself look in the media, right? Like he he sort of he sort of like he's a maverick. Like he's he's like he he's really good at representing himself as like a maverick, as like anti-establishment, as like uh, as like anti-war even. Even though like even though like he's he's like been called the 
the president, like the president that's been most friendly to Israel, somehow he's been able to downplay that in the main stuff like that in the mainstream enough that people don't really identify him with that, right? They don't think of like so. So I think to to basically like I'm basically saying that Trump sort of uh, I mean he's mis he's misrepresenting himself. He's representing himself as as someone that's more like Tulsi Gabbard, more like Bernie Sanders. Um, or at least more like more along the lines of their those platforms, and um, well, at the same time, his real agenda is really more like standard Republican. Really, there's not really, I don't I don't know what he's doing that's like really different from from other Republicans. Um, yeah, like that that's that's something I've heard a lot too. So I I think I think that's what explains it. Like I think people are attracted to trump because they think he's like tulsi gabbard when he's not when he's not but you wouldn't know that because you know maybe your news sources aren't that good right um you know the media people talk about how powerful the media is now and trump is really good at using using media right he's really good at being in the news he's really good he's always on twitter right you know so he's very media savvy so i think i think that's what I think that's what's happening. People are just latching on to the image that that Trump portrays in media uh, and which is not really how he is, but that's how that's actually how like someone like Tulsi Gabbard is. Yeah, that's the, that's how it make That's how I make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, his personality definitely stands out to people and people find him entertaining. Um, the mainstream media is always all over him, even after, you know, Biden won the election. I felt like there's still so much more coverage on Trump rather than like Harris and uh, Biden, which <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's kind of crazy, but it, and social media is always on him too. I know, I know he got banned on Twitter, um, but he got banned like towards like the last couple of weeks before his term ended. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's just like, he's so uh, attention worthy for like, you know, I guess to make money, to get more attention, because people are going to watch him. I, I don't really hear about like Biden's uh, like news about Biden as much as like Trump, you know, <laughs> Biden's been president for a month now. And I, I think I've seen I don't know. I think I hear about him once a week. <laughs> yeah. And it's just crazy. And I think part of it is the personality aspect. Trump just has like a, a more of a charisma or just entertaining aspect to him that, um, you know, whether you like him or not, like. I think people miss him in certain aspects. And what's interesting about Trump too, is that he's one of the presidents in the, you know, the new millennium who hasn't like gone to a new war, like Bush and Obama Mm -hmm. has invaded, you know, countries. I'm not saying that Trump is against war, but like he didn't like start a new war during his term, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, kind that's, of interesting too, in that sense. Like, I don't think that's like a typical uh, thing a president would do. You know, but, right? That's true. Yeah, that's either true. Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good point. That's something that that's been pointed out before. Like, I think uh, I remember, I remember watching an interview with Ann Coulter, and she she mentioned that like. Uh, because well because she she was talking about well she this in, i forget what interview it was but it was an interview where it was a more recent interview 
where she was talking about a bunch of different things. She was talking about the the 20, 2016 election. She was talking about the uh, previous the elections before that with Obama. Um, and uh, she also talked about like her disappointment with Trump because, you know, he didn't make these really big uh, campaign promises, which were like the really outlandish ones that people hated, that most people hated. Right. But, you know, there were these weirdos who are like, oh, like, you know, build the wall, deport immigrants. And Trump ended up not like building a lot of the wall. He ended up not deporting a lot of people, at least not more than Obama, I guess. And, uh, you know, that was disappointing for like some people like and culture, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's breaking promises. Uh, and uh, but one thing she did mention, which was like, well, like one part where he kind of did keep his promise was that, you know, he, he didn't start any new wars, right? He said that, um, I guess I, she, she did mention that even Obama actually didn't start a new war either. Um, but I guess that's where you get into like, like just weird semantics, right? Because Obama did invade Libya, you know. I, was that a war? I guess not. You know, I don't. I, I, don't, I guess that wasn't a war. It was just an invasion, and maybe there's some weird difference between that. Trump didn't start. You know, he didn't start a war either. But what he did kill, he did kill. Um, you know, uh, like a military commander in Iran. He did bomb Syria. Uh, or some parts of Syria. I think he did a couple other things, like in particular bombings that I'd have to look up again. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. There's, it goes, I think there's like technicalities to it. Yeah. He didn't start a new war, but he, you know, he's still in, he was still kind of, you know, he, he still left his, the, his military, you know, the typical American military mark on the world. Yeah, I mean, that's true with every president. Like he didn't, he didn't necessarily like stop any invasion or stop any wars. I think it was just continuation from like the Bush and the Obama era. But uh, yeah, definitely, I think it does matter who's reporting it or where the source is coming from. And it's kind of interesting, like what you mentioned, because Obama during Obama's era, uh, time, uh, more people were deported. But I don't think that's what people see Obama as. You know. It's like Obama's not doesn't get as demonized as much as Trump because I feel mm. like there's I don't know Trump like people either really love Trump or really hate Trump. <laughs> I just feel like there's nothing in between, and you know people have every you know reason right to you know hate hate him. But it's just interesting. Uh, there are certain things that Obama did that were pretty bad, like you know the deportation, you know um, the invasion, the drone strikes. But yet uh, he doesn't get like, you know, seen as the presidents uh, that deported like a lot of people. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting how like the media also portrays uh, Trump in that sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's all the media, too. Like that's something, you know, like when I realized. So I what I, I noticed, it's, it's funny because um, I noticed when. I noticed when certain con- when certain people that identify with conservatism or the right, I noticed when they started being disappointed with Trump. And that was actually really soon after the elections. That was like within the first year. People like Ann Coulter, people like Richard Spencer, um, other people, like uh, people who were kind of, you know, these fringe, 
fringe conservatives, alt-right or whatever, you don't hear the term alt-right anymore. No one talks about the alt-right because they, you know, became irrelevant. Trump, uh, he was elected. He, I, I, well, I don't know if he was elected by the alt-right, but, you know, that was a big thing in his, elect, in his election, during his election, right? Like, oh, he's going to be this alt-right president. He's going to be, uh, you know, a white supremacist or, or whatever. And there were, there were, um, the media kind of tried to stick with that narrative, right, for a while, like during the Charles, the, during the, what was it? The Charleston riots. The Charleston riots. Yeah. The unite the right thing. There was like, there were like the media tried to kind of portray him as sympathetic to like, you know, the white nationalist groups there. Uh, But I mean, a lot of them now, a lot of those people, they, they're not, they don't like Trump because they, he turned out not to be that type of president. Um, You know, like, like I said, Ann Coulter was disappointed because yeah, he didn't finish building the wall. He only built like, a couple miles, uh, a couple more miles of, you know, he added a couple more miles to just what was already there. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Um, he deported less than Obama did. So he wasn't, he wasn't really like the fascist white, you know, like European identitarian, you know, dictator that, you know, some, some weird people thought he would be. Yeah. He ended up just being like kind of normal. Yeah. But the media, but the media kept trying to kind of portray him that way. And it was still, it was still easy to make him dislikable just because, you know, I guess he does have a dislikable personality anyway. (laughs) Right. You know, so, you know, you could, he's, he's just, you know, easy to hate. So, um, and like, that'll just make, that'll keep you watching the news. Right. You know, cause the news is also a business and they need viewership. Right. So, but yeah, I, I noticed, I noticed that change and um, yeah, it was, it was interesting how like I saw, I saw Trump becoming a normal president, but the, but the media didn't, didn't want to report that. They didn't want to report it that way. They wanted to keep the narrative that he's like, he's like super evil. Um, The sad thing about that is that I think there are people that are worse than Trump that really that don't get as much attention. People like Marco Rubio, people like Ted Cruz, people like Mitch McConnell, who we like. I mean, some of us hate, but unfortunately, we don't hate them more than Trump. Yeah, when we sh- when we should, that's we should. True. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's worse people there, and. You know, unfortunately, they're still they're still in our government. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we, like if we wanted to get if we had to get rid of someone, it should have been them, not yeah. Trump. I would have been fine. I would have been fine with like Trump, a second Trump presidency. Like I didn't I didn't really care after that, but it would have been really it would have been really a lot cooler if we could have gotten rid of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You got Ted Cruz going a, a vacation in Mexico while like so many yeah. people in Texas were freezing to death. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're definitely worse because they're they're still like neoconish. Yeah, yeah, that's actually like worse. That's true because those guys you mentioned are also kind of already more integrated into the government in a way than Trump yeah. has in the past. You know. Because right. Trump doesn't really have experience with the uh, politics before becoming president, but mm-hmm. you know Ted Cruz, Mitch O'Connell, um, 
Marco Rubio, they've they've been in the politics, you know, that game for like years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, those like people like Marco Rubio, they're like true. Like Marco Rubio is like I didn't I used to like him, but until I found out he was like a he was like a true imperialist. Mm. Like he's like a deep imperialist. Like he's all about, you know, um, he's definitely uh, about like regime change in Venezuela. He's all about you know keep you know keeping the U.S. paying for military supplies to Israel. Like he's very imperialist. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about about that until like a few years ago so and trump is trump is sort of like 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 you said i don't i don't think i think he's imperialist friendly but i don't i don't i also think he's not he doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to when it comes to stuff like that i think he just goes along with the establishment uh when it comes to like foreign policy like that um so but yeah like i think people like Marco Rubio, I think they actually do know what they're doing, you know, when they, when, and they, and, you know, they're the ones that really do have agendas like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, I, I had to admit, like, when Trump got elected in 2016, I was kind of like in fear. And so were a lot of my students, uh, most people I knew uh, were feeling that like anxiety uh, just because uh, he got into president. But I do wonder, like, how much of that was uh, the mainstream media's uh, take on it, like, kind of just uh, imposing that fear on us. Because after several months, you know, I think people can't, I mean, people could be in fear for a long time, but you would kind of get used to it after a while. And, you know, like you said, it felt kind of like normal in a way, quote unquote normal. I mean, as normal as you can get. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's just kind of a, shifted but the the media did kept on keep on like producing that uh image of fear and um you know making trump uh unlikable i mean he does like you said he does he does have an unlikable personality already so <laughs> it's easy to hate that guy yeah I, re- I remember that too i had friends that were undocumented that were scared you know they were scared for if not themselves they were scared for their families right and i think i think that fear was legitimate like even if even without the media reporting, like we didn't know how Trump would be. Like we had no idea. Like it, for all we knew, he could have been like someone really crazy. Um, yeah. So like that, I think that fear is legitimate. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's legitimate even to be afraid of like just how Trump would be at all. Right. Like, it's just, you know, you don't know, like, cause he's so, he was so different. Like he was coming from such a different, um, such a different background right like not a law you know not a law background or any political training i guess or whatever um but yeah but no once i remember i remember when i still remember when they fired bannon right like they they fired bannon and that was like a big surprise to me but then i saw the other things he was doing and it was just like well yeah he's just becoming a more normal thing i think it was bannon that was making him more like making him look more extreme because Bannon was kind of extreme, but not, then then they kicked him out, right? Why'd they kick him out? It's because, you know, I guess Trump just wanted to, I guess, I think Trump ended up just wanting to be more of a normal mainstream Republican president. Or it could be that Trump was just so arrogant that he didn't want to listen to <laughs> Bannon. Yeah. Well, it's, that's a good thing, because I think Bannon, Bannon's 
like Bannon's another guy who's probably crazier. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I can also imagine uh, in the future what I fear is the uh, they're gonna get more of those guys to run for the Republican office, you know, and like like people that are more on the right of Trump, and who knows, like like I don't know how things are gonna shift in the, the next several years, you know, after Biden. I, I doubt that Biden's gonna do a second term. Mm. Um, but I feel like the Republican Party might come like stronger in a sense after their defeat. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it could go either way. Um, there was a takeaway from this past election that I mean, a lot of people Trump has a lot of supporters, but he also has a shitload of, of haters. Right. Yeah. Like he has enough yeah. that even even with the electoral system that favors Republican candidates and would have favored Trump. Um, he still lost because that much that many people like he just had that much he just had that many people like vote against him right the odds were in his favor and he and he still lost right so i think i think that speaks to like just the number of people that hate trump and i think it might even you know just not like the republican party at the moment even with like how much support they have and then I think a lot of his support was really tied only to Trump, right? Like Trump just had a way of like getting fans in order for them to, for the Republican party to get the same kind of success, they would need, they would need like another Trump, right? And that's why there's this talk about like, you know, Trump 2024, you know, having him uh, run again, because there's nobody, there isn't really anybody that's going to do better than him at least at the moment, no one has his like charisma or, you know, his media savvy. Um, you're just, you know, that's hard to, that that's hard to find. Like you could get these guys who are like, you know, more on the right, but they're not gonna, they're not going to be able to campaign like Trump does, you know, so they won't be as successful. Yeah. I think it's, I think, yeah, it, it just goes back to like what I was saying earlier. I think, I think it's really like Trump has an image. Like he, there's an image thing, a cult of personality, and that's like a big driver of his success. He's just, you know, he's able he's able to be attractive to like, like a large pro- portion of the population that's very sensitive to like media portrayals, right? So I think, yeah. So that's why I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. I don't know if Biden would. Um, <clears throat> I could see Biden losing to Trump again, like tr- losing to Trump if Trump ran again. But if it wasn't Trump, I would be very skeptical. Yeah, if he wasn't, if it, if Trump doesn't run run in twenty twenty four, I'd be skeptical that Biden would lose. Yeah, yeah. unless if uh, Kanye West runs <clears throat> the Republican Party. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but he dropped. He dropped. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't do that well this this past this past time. Yeah, I don't think he campaigned really well. I I didn't even realize he was on the ballot. Yeah, so that's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Maybe maybe in like two years we'll have a better idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean things could change really quickly within like a couple of months. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know uh, we talked a lot about the conservative aspect. Maybe we could talk about the liberal side maybe some other time because um, I feel like there's a lot to cover on that side too. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's that's. But um, 
how, I guess my, another question, and I know you only got a few more minutes, but like, how do you think uh, social media has created this polarization of uh, like political identity? I think it's, I, I don't think it's the media. People are talking about how the media has polarized the U.S., but the but you have to remember that the U.S. gets polarized. It's been polarized. It gets polarized anyway. Like, it's been polarized anyway throughout history. Like, like in the Civil War, we, we literally had, like, a whole, like, group of states try to secede, right, because the country was polarized on the issue of, like, states' rights or whatever. Right. So I don't I really I kind of doubt that the media had had a big effect on that. There's probably there's probably some detail that I'm overlooking that the media had a big influence on. But altogether, I don't I don't think there's a lot of polarization. Um, What what I think some people are noticing is that um, we're becoming less we're, uh, we're starting to experience polarization based on education so the parties like the democratic party and the republican party are now starting to they're starting to get um they're just starting to become the parties of particular groups of people divided on whether they have an education or not so the democrats are becoming the party of people that went to college and the republicans are becoming the party of of people that didn't go to college Right. And so those are and that's something that we haven't seen before, because um, this is well, this is something a friend told me, but I I think it's true. Like we've never we've never had education polarization before because we've never had so many educated people before. Right. We've never had so many people that went to college in history before this time. And now that we have that now we have, I don't know, maybe half of the country that's gone to college. Um, we are now in the, uh, we're now in the conditions, we're now in a situation where, uh, people can vote based on, uh, in, you know, people can, people have like voting power, people have voting interests that stem from their, their education that stem from their college education. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that I think I think that has more to do with what we're seeing now. Like, like people are saying the country's more polarized. Uh, it's really just a different kind of polarization. It's polarization by education rather than what it was before. Like, um, there's some parts of the country where you see different kinds of polarization. Um, in the South, you have polarization by race. Um, blacks will vote for Democrats. Whites will vote for Republicans. But like culturally, they're similar. Like they're all, they're both Christians. They both eat the same food. Like they're not culture. They're not very culturally different. It's just one's, you know, one group, they're just different races. And depending on their race, like they'll vote for different parties. That's something you see in the South and Southern, but overall in the country, like it's, it's not that like it's, it's now based on like education, like whether you've gone to college or not. Yeah. I'd be kind of curious to see the statistics and data on that, because I know that uh, there are also very educated people and, you know, well off people that were Trump supporters and identified right. as conservatives. But I don't mm-hmm. know about like the upcoming, like, you know, the, the younger generations in that sense, because I know mm-hmm. like the, the people that stormed the Capitol Hill, you know, um, 
couple like last month. Um, most of those people were actually like business owners and well-off people because who has mm-hmm. the time to like take a couple days off and rent a you know hotel in Washington DC to mm-hmm. kind of do that protest. And when they like, you know, those people were identified and arrested, they were actually like middle-class or upper-class uh, people that had a lot of money uh, and had, had time to like spare to go to that protest. So I mm-hmm. think there's also the myth that, you know, most Trump supporters or most conservatives are um, like kind of uh, people that live in the rural areas or that are like poor. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact numbers, but there are also uh, plenty of people that are well off and have a lot of money too. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't say, I, I didn't talk about an, an, an income. I, I didn't talk about anything based on income. I was just mentioning college education. It is possible, possible to become like, to get a lot of money or to become a business owner without a, without a college education. You don't really, you don't really need that. I have a, one of my cousins, he works for Qualcomm. Um, he, he does really well for himself. He has like a big, he has a giant house in Temecula. Um, he doesn't have a college. He doesn't have a college degree. He, uh, I think he barely finished his, uh, he probably barely got a high school diploma. Like he got a high school diploma pretty late. Uh, and that was because um, he got really into computer science and programming like really early uh, when he was in high school. Like he got so into computer, like just computer programming that he didn't want to go to school anymore. He just wanted to do that. And he got really good at it. He got good jobs. He got paid well. And that's been his career. And he put his education to the side uh, until until more recently. But even now, like he still doesn't have a college diploma. He doesn't have a bachelor's. Um, so it's it's possible. It's it's not it's not related to like income. It's not an income thing. I think maybe it, like previously there could have been uh, vote like like political party affiliations based on like how much money you made or what like class you were like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably something we've seen before too. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is specifically related to like being exposed to the culture of college of universities, you know? Yeah. There's, there's some rich people who, who haven't, who, yeah. Who haven't gone to college. Yeah. Yeah. Did, didn't Bill Gates like drop out of college? I, I forget or something. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Mark Zuckerberg did too. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's different. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a college degree thing. It's a certification thing. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what, what, what people mean when now you have education polarization. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of see the, the people on the right, uh, like for example, Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro kind of attacking uh, like these colleges and universities, uh, especially like the liberal arts um for kind of like accusing them of uh like producing these sjw's or you know snowflakes or whatever the term they use uh so i i definitely see that like what you mean like i don't really hear too much about like conservative uh universities as much Uh, yeah i know you and i have you know stepped in step foot into into one step into one just for the sake of it but like (laughs) we were looking for one (laughs) but uh i think that has more to do with the religion you know the private schools or like the the belief in the God aspect, but I don't know. It's there tends to be more uh, information or coverage about like the, the liberal arts kind of universities rather than like more conservative ones. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bro. Well, I gotta, I gotta take off. All right. So this was yeah. a, so yeah, this is a good, good, 
good convo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, maybe next time we could do the liberal side because I know we spend so much time on uh, the conservative aspect. So. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And there's definitely stuff to say because there, there's stuff that I'm I'm confused about. But I notice like I, I definitely notice differences between like liberals and other people who would call themselves Democrats. So yeah, yeah that'd be that'd be good. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much right. for coming on and we'll yeah, we'll catch up uh, next time. All right. Catch you, bro. Thanks All for right. having me. Bye.